All right, everybody, welcome back to the third episode of Will and Ted's Excellent Wrestling Rewind. We are back here again, and just as we promised, we did invest some more time in your other shows other than WWE, so we will be talking about Ring of Honor, we'll be talking about NWA, we'll talk a little bit about Impact, and we will talk a lot about uh, the different news and the different injuries that have happened in the business. Uh, and that's actually what I kind of want to start yeah. with today, is we have a whole lot there's of injuries. Of, yeah, there's a ton of news. There's a ton general. of news in general. That's yeah. that's absolutely accurate. So um, we're going to go. Which down. is why we have the the new setup now. Yeah, look at this. I mean, we got the <laughs> we got the fancy script and the microphone for the podcast. This will also be a podcast. Uh, we'll be going up on multiple sites. We'll post links to those in the description, and we'll also post those on Twitter. Before we get started, though, I do want to thank everyone that followed us on Twitter yeah, this thank week. You guys. We had an explosion on Twitter uh, for Follow Back Friday. We are up to 134 followers on our that's Twitter crazy. account. I mean, what was it? That's not even in a week. That's not even in a week. That's more like a five-day period. We gained 100-plus yeah. followers, and that's, thank that's you. absolutely awesome. The wrestling community is so supportive, and we appreciate you guys so much. And, uh, you know, we'll come back to that a little bit towards the end as well. Um, you know, we're always looking for new followers and new subscribers to the YouTube channel. So please, please, please like, comment, share, subscribe, and, uh, and follow us on Twitter, Will and Ted's Wrestling, or Will and Ted's Rewind, at, you know, for Twitter. So that'll be floating across the screen right now. All right, so starting with the news, we're going to start with the injury report. And there were enough injuries to go over yeah. to make an injury report this week, which oh. is kind of scary. The good, well, the good thing is the Daniel Bryan injury isn't – it doesn't seem like it's a, a head injury. Yeah, that, that's, that's what's being reported. Um, you know, so according to, uh, to Shepard via the What Culture guys, What Culture News guys, he's not suffering from a head injury. Which is good. It's, that's a good thing because <laughs> we want to see Debray back. However, yeah. it is something that's going to take some time for him to come back. Which, I, think it, I think that's good. Yeah. Because it gives Kofi some time with the belt. Yep. And then yep. once Dana Bryan's ready, he, he's, he's going to come back for that belt. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and my big thing here is that I want to see Kofi not only defend that belt and be successful, but to build that belt, to continue yeah. to build it, to add to his legacy. Because he's been here for 11 years, yeah. and that's not even like when he broke into the business. That's just when he broke into the WWE. Yeah. And I would love to see him really keep on keeping on and, uh, and build up himself with that belt and vice versa. And, um, you know, it's good to take big characters off TV occasionally yeah. and rest them. You know, I, I don't understand why WWE doesn't give their people X amount of time off. When they're working them to the bone, you know, they should be able to say, okay, Seth Rollins, you're going to have this week off. And Triple H, you're going to have this week off. You know, Not even I mean, just a week, even like a month. Yeah, but give I mean, some time. Yeah, but if you give them like a two week period here, two week period there, like it, it, it's going to lead to a healthier roster. Yeah. Um, but we're not Vince McMahon. And he's not going to listen to us. We're not on the road 300 days out of the year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Uh, this is heartbreaking. This yeah. is heartbreaking. So for those of you that don't know, Jeff, like, uh, what was it, 2014, I think Something it was? Like Four uh, or five years ago? Yeah, Jeff had a nasty dirt bike accident. Yeah. And he, he tore his PCL, mm-hmm. and he had a, a bunch of things mangled up in his, in his leg. And what it looks like is at this house show, he banged up that same leg. Now, we found out now, later, that he has been wrestling with a torn PCL this entire time. Jeez. You know, and um, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> it is. Especially doing all the stuff that he does. I mean, obviously, yeah, it was very it, painful. Obviously, it wasn't painful enough for him to stop. Well, but it is painful enough for him to, you know, to have tweaked it now. You know, yeah. it's been 
an insecurity in his body. From from what at least from what I've seen, they may have to vacate the belts. Yeah, the creative doesn't have anything right now. Yeah, every report that I've read has been that shit's crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> unfortunate because you t- uh, you re- you retweeted that uh, the picture of the maybe the one more time yes. for Team Extreme. Yes, and that would have been. Absolutely awesome if we could get the Hardy Boys the Tag Team Championships and Lita just one more run yeah, one, as a one women's last champion. Run. They just get to be Team Extreme one more time. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. And listen, it could still happen. Yeah. Jeff's going to come back from this. Jeff's never been one to say, oh, well, I'm on the yeah. shelf. I'm out. Like, <laughs> you know, it's the same guy that literally jumps off buildings. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously... That's going to be a huge loss for the tag division on SmackDown. That yeah, was already it's already really thin. Right, they, like they with. took they took they took the Usos, they took yeah. the Bar, but the one team that's over there now is Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery, <laughs> and 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 we'll get to this in a few minutes. The B team. Oh, true. And, and I'm cool with the B team. We'll talk about that more in a few minutes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> next up is Big E, who seems to be recovering nicely. Um, He's been tweeting that he's super pissed off at Kevin Owens, yeah. which is great. It keeps him relevant into the storylines a little bit. Um, it was really funny, though, earlier this week. Rusev posted a Get Well Soon post for him on Twitter. <laughs> and it was a picture of Big E, and, and it'll be floating across the screen in a second. But it was a picture of Big E with the booty trunks oh all, halfway, up, <laughs> halfway up his ass cheeks. And um, and it was just funny, and you know it's uh, that's pretty good. A lot of the WWE community, like the the wrestlers and the trainers and the agents, yeah. they all jumped in and replied and retweeted with that's, comments <laughs> about this picture. That's hilarious. You know, um, you know that they, they were just like, and there were tons of like '90s and early 2000s song yeah. references. Like, <laughs> you know, drop it like it's hot. Oh, and, uh, it was it was really really fun, and it, it was a really good way to lighten the mood and give an update yeah. on. And get an update on Big E. So that was awesome. Good job by uh, by Rusev for that. Yeah. Um, uh, next one is Nia Jax. Uh, well, hey, both, both knees were were done, and yep. they're good good to go. Now she's got to recover. Yep. And we really hope she takes some stage fighting lessons oh, boy. while she's out. You know, listen. My my biggest complaint about about her is that she hurts people. And it's not just once or twice, right? This is this yeah. is a repeated problem yeah. that we're seeing that that people get hurt when they work with her, and, and it's I good. Think, it's good people too. It's That's good the people, thing. right? And, and here's the thing: I, I think that she is actually very talented. I think yeah. she can move. I think that she can give what's necessary in the ring. Yeah, she's and, the the monster that the women's division needs. Right, right. But, she she's the modern day awesome Kong. Yeah, she's the modern day China. And and I'm okay with that. But stop hurting everyone. Yeah. Stop it. Stop hurting everyone. Um, but, you know, obviously, all joking aside and, yeah. and all criticism aside, because while we are critical of people, um, we really do want to wish everybody to get well soon. And yeah. that includes, I mean, Nick Aldis. I don't know if you, if you saw or saw pictures of or saw the match last night. I had planned to watch everything. But as as you went to see Endgame last night, I had seen it just earlier in the day, and, and I, I was I was still recovering. From Don't that. worry, we're not going to spoil <laughs> anything for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I what I did was I kind of followed along because it was you know, Crockett Cup was going on as I was watching yeah. Endgame, and um, so I followed along a little bit right before I went in, and mm-hmm. I I followed along as I got out, 
and uh, I retweeted a bunch of stuff from the yeah, NWA yeah. and from ROH, and um, but I went through and I read every result on WrestleZone. I read through everything. We'll go through some of those results in a little bit with you guys yeah. as well. But Nick Aldis got busted open, and uh, yeah, I saw I saw the pictures of it. It was pretty nasty. Yeah, and from the descriptions I'm, I'm getting from people that watched it, it was profuse for a while and then calm down okay it was like a la rick flair Oof. <laughs> um you know but again i haven't seen it for myself so i yeah. haven't been able to make that judgment yet uh but obviously we 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 wish all of these people well we hope that they all recover fully yeah. and that they all come back to the ring because we want to see you perform just yes. because we're critical of you doesn't mean that we don't want to see you perform so we want to see you grow as performers yeah absolutely so we hope that you all come back soon we wish you all the best and uh you know, hopefully we will get you guys back here on the television very, very soon. Yeah. Um, next up in the news, StarCast. Man, StarCast <laughs> has been taking a beating. Good God. You know, Vince, everybody left and right. Nope, nope, yeah, nope. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, Taz, Taz is actually cutting some promos on Twitter. I don't know <laughs> if you've seen them. But Taz has, been, has the towel on, and he's cutting the promos about being at StarCast. So I'm super excited that Taz is still going to be yeah. there. But... I'm really, I'm like dumbfounded as to why Vince didn't just let Kurt go. What's he? I don't know. Kurt's not doing anything for you. He's not on TV. You retired him at WrestleMania, which is a good thing in our opinion, really. Yeah. I mean, we both agreed on that. But at the same time, like, let him go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Taker, they, they pulled, so they pulled Kurt, they pulled Taker, right? Yeah. So they signed some guys from Japan. They do this. They do that. They got Taz coming. Great. And then Terry Funk pulls himself out. Interesting. I, Terry's like a million years old. I get it. But yeah. Come on, man. Like, go and sign some papers. Do something. Now, I don't know what the reasoning was. I didn't. The, nothing that I've read so far has given me what the reason was for that. And it could be something completely Legit and yeah, that's who fine. knows. Like you said, Ter- Terry's what well into his seventies now. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he was in his. I I would be surprised if he's not even maybe close to his eighties. Yeah, um, <laughs> he at least looks like he's in his eighties. I'll tell you that. Um, it looked like he was in his eighties twenty years ago. That's true. <laughs> Man put his body through a lot, though. Yeah. Man put his body through a lot. Um, so you know, we just we hope that Starcast goes well because as professional wrestling fans, and that's what we are—we're professional yeah. wrestling fans. We're not just WWE fans. We're not just Impact fans. We're wrestling fans. We hope that everything goes well and that you know, yeah. and that the event goes off smoothly. But it just sucks that these big names got pulled off. Yeah, it's just the, it's like almost when the UFC builds this big card up and mm-hmm. then everybody starts to get injured, and you're just like you're watching it crumble. Yeah. As, yeah. Yep. Just, uh, it sucks. It does. It does. Um, but that also leads me to one more person here, and that person is actually Dean Malenko. So Dean Malenko is scheduled for Starcast. He, up until, what, two days ago, Someone was did. an agent for the WWE for the tag division. And... It seems like WWE is like making shifts with you know pushing older agents out yeah. and putting pulling new agent agents in, maybe trying to change the guard a little bit, update the product, which is okay. I think that the old heads still have a lot to offer. Yeah, because the the hardcore fans still want to see 
the stuff that Dean Malenko was putting on, especially now. I mean, what was what was popular in Ring of Honor ten years ago with chain wrestling and mat wrestling and being yeah. very technically sound is now very popular at NXT and the WWE, and they've gotten to that point now where like those fans feel comfortable being fans of WWE to an extent. I will never speak for Ring of Honor fans, but yeah. because I might get shot. But you know, the uh, at the end of the day, the that's where the product is right now. Like yeah. the smaller guys wrestling well, and 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 I really hope, I really hope that this was not a we're going to sweep you out just to bring in a new face. But I also really hope that this wasn't over Starcast. Yeah, I really do, and I have a sneaky suspicion that in a couple of weeks we will get like an interview with Dean Malenko somewhere. Where he says, "Yeah, they weren't going to let me go to Starcast, and they were they were hindering me from making money, and I had to make a choice." And if that's the case, it's just it's starting to get ridiculous. It's, now. Yeah, it's starting I, to get ridiculous. Like if you're not going to make these people, is Vince that scared of AEW? I think then? he is. I think he is. And there's another reason for that that I'll get to when I talk about my my notes from NXT UK um, about something that came out with the commentary team. So when we get okay. to that, it'll uh, this will come. This conversation will come full full circle. Okay. Um, I think he's very scared. I think he's very scared. And, I mean, you, you have the report um, there for, for all the people that have signed with AEW yeah. in the last, you know, last week or week so. And a, yeah, like the last week and a half they signed 24 people yeah, or something so, like that. So I think that that's, that's crazy. And we should definitely get to that um, as part of this segment. Yeah. But before we get there, let's talk about just a couple of quick stops here. Um, you know, Randy Orton. As a celebration type of thing, Randy Orton celebrated 17 years on the That's main crazy. roster. 17 years. Yep. Yep. He's been around that long. 17 years since that little baby boy popped up yeah. on SmackDown <laughs> and said, I can't be here because I broke something in my arm and he was in a sling for three weeks of promos. It's been yeah. 17 years since that. <laughs> um, and obviously Randy's contributed a huge amount I mean, to, to the business. And he's just his, incredible. His years with, with Evolution. Yep. Yep. And uh, mm. and legacy, legacy, legacy. <laughs> I want Ted DiBiase Jr. at AEW tonight. Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, confirmed. Randy Orton signs with AEW for legacy reunion. Oh man. <laughs> um, also, uh, Shane Helms, the Hurricane. Yeah, I saw that. He he. Claims that for Chikara this past weekend yeah. he wrestled his last match. Can superheroes even retire? I don't think so. Superheroes can't retire. You know, Seen, what was it two years when he was in, when he came out when he came out on the Royal Rumble and yeah. we had no idea we had that no wasn't idea even that on was, like right. our radar right you know because for those of you who don't know <laughs> Will and I actually watch most of the big pay-per-views together. So we'll watch the big four together pretty much all the time. Survivor Series, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. Um, and then we try and watch the, the big stuff. Like, we'll watch Double or Nothing together. Yeah. Um, you know, if we had had the opportunity to watch the Crockett Cup together last night, we would have. For the for the last few years, we've been making predictions as to who was going to come out in the Royal Rumble. Yep. Finally, one of my predictions came true when AJ came out. Yeah, I've been saying that for what three years. Yeah, up to that, you had been saying it for, for <laughs> quite a long time. We're gonna get AJ Styles tonight. And I, yeah. I, I, no, we're not. No, we're not. And then he says the same thing. And then who comes out in the number? What was it? Number one or number, number two three. spot? Number, number three, three spot. That was when Roman started. In the, uh, yeah, and Roman was very confused. Yeah, was that weird like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's that. That was actually pretty clutch. So. And since since then, it's 
my prediction has been Kenny Omega, but that's not going to happen. That's anymore not going to happen anymore now. <laughs> but um, yeah, seeing seeing him come out at the Rumble two years ago was crazy. Awesome. It, was it was awesome. awesome. You know, he was a little bigger than I remember him. But well, listen, he used to be the cruiserweight champion. Now he's put on some some. We're going to call it put on some muscle. Yeah, that's what we're going to call it because I respect that. He might hell be like out of Shane Helms. Two hundred six now. Yeah, <laughs> not, not quite a two hundred five alive. Right, right. Um, you know, and obviously for you guys that don't know, Arn Anderson was let go a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that, that was an interesting. Which leads me back to my: Are they just cycling out old agents now and well, finding reasons to get rid of them? Yeah, because Arn, Arn got let go. And listen, I, I think that I don't have an issue with why Arn got let go. Well, if it's if what had what happened is true, then yes, then right. he should be right. And the, ru- and the rumor was, for those of you that don't know, that Alicia Fox performed under the influence of alcohol at a house show. Yeah, and Arn let it happen, not knowing how intoxicated she was, thinking she just had a drink or two, which is why she was off air for a while. Correct, and she just got back on yeah. on TV this past week on Raw. Yeah. Um. So Arn got let go, and now. Road Dog stepped yeah, away from creative because Vince was constantly in his ear and yelling at him and making him change stuff last second. He got tired <laughs> of it. And now Dean's gone. So that leads me back to my, are they just getting rid of these older generation wrestlers and bringing in fresher talent, you know, talent in terms of agents and whatnot? Well, I, I don't know. I, mean, if that's some, I know some of the people that they've brought in around the, the same time that people have been moving out are uh, what they brought in, uh, Sanjay Dutt. Yep. And, um, Abyss. Abyss, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, you know, I forgot something on the injury report. That that referee for NXT. I didn't, no, I didn't. Oh, man. So there was a, a house show for NXT, and a referee broke his leg. Oh. Foot sideways. Ah. And what does he do before he throws up the X? I, I mean, he makes the three count. <laughs> he legit made the three count. I mean, there's a picture on Twitter, and I'm going to have it floating across the screen right now. But there's a picture on Twitter of his leg just chicken-legged uh, up, man. It's, ow. It is crazy. And that guy, I mean, he's been getting all the love of the WWE hey, universe, and he absolutely deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. Broken Oof. leg, and he makes the three count Oof. before he throws up the X to have the medics come out and take care of him. Jeez. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I want to say his name's Tom. I want to say his name's Tom something. I didn't even uh, know about that. Yeah, oh, it was man, all over. Oh my god, all over Twitter. Um, so here, here's a, a little bit of news and rumor. Oh, yeah, the uh, Joey Ryan uh, possibly coming to the WWE. Will the Will the penis plex be coming to the WWE? <laughs> yeah, no, I just, Listen, I find I've, that odd. I've heard that Fox wants an edgier product. I've heard that Fox wants an edgier product. Could can, the penis we, flex be coming? Could we possibly go to PG-13 on Friday nights? It'll be TV-14. Well, be. That's, that's, the, that's the TV ratings. But yeah, I mean... That'd listen, be interesting. We have him versus Robert Roode. The stash versus the stash. Ooh. That would be entertaining as hell. I don't know if... I don't know. That's I just I find that odd. Uh, listen, like with the whole P, quote unquote PG era. 
God, God forbid there's blood on they've TV been, anymore. They've been pushing it, man. They've been pushing the edge of that PG these last two months or so. Well, yeah, because there was that weird that weird spot where one of the guys walked in on Alexa Bliss getting changed yeah. like a, few, a few months ago. Yeah, and then there was the time that Alexa Bliss said to Finn, you know, if you show me your abs, I'll show you, man. And then she got cut off by Leo Rush. And yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, lots of, there's lots of push and pull right now with that line. I think that Vince is kind of going, eh, we might need to change things up. Might need to yeah. make this shake things up a little bit. I wonder, wonder if he f- is finally coming to the realization that PG is not his market, market audience. Well, I mean, the, the, the TV networks, NBC really called for that. But if NBC is not hosting half of his product anymore, yeah, that gives them less leverage. Gives them less leverage. True. Um, all right. And the last thing, I think, in this. Um, no, there's, there's a couple there's more a things more, here yeah. in, in this caption here. The la- one of these things is Luke Harper. Apparently he's not going. And Apparently he's not. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, Luke Harper had requested his release from WWE. He put a big tweet out about it, thanking everybody for being his fans and for working with him and all of his peers and this, that, the other thing. And, you know, this had just happened with, uh, with Ty Dillinger. Yeah. Right. And he was, he was released from his contract. And so the only difference is Ty was actually released. Yes. And, and, and Luke is not being released by the WWE. And, so his, his contract was supposed to be up in uh, November. Yeah. His contract was supposed to be up in November. And now his contract's not going to be up till WrestleMania because what they did is they took the six months that he had off from his wrist injury. Yeah. And, and they tacked it to the end. Of, yeah. And that's, that's in his contract that they're allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, it's what they did to Rey Mysterio way back when. Yeah. You and know? then on, on top of that, there's the 90-day no-compete clause right. after that. Right. So, so the earliest that we could possibly see him somewhere... Is July. Is July 2020. And he'll be 41? Yeah. That's... If I'm Luke Harper, I'm calling it quits. I'm not trying to go out and reinvent myself on the indies again or go, or try to get a run in an AEW because... Yeah, at, at that point, it's... Unless WWE it's has something for him and they rough. make him a big commodity, so that's uh, that's something different. Um, Brock Lesnar. So a couple of stories came out this week that the real reason that Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins' match was on at first at WrestleMania is that Brock got to WrestleMania two hours late <laughs> and then demanded day of the show. Demanded that his match main event, WrestleMania. Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. And then Vince tried to explain to him, logically and reasonably, why they couldn't do that. They'd already advertised the... The, the first women's main event. Right. And they'd already advertised everything, you know, as the two belts on the line and yeah. this, that, the other thing. And they were going to have his match be on right before theirs. And it was going to go Debray, Kofi, Brock, Seth... Women's. Brock didn't like that. Brock literally got to the point where he threw a fit, screaming at Vince McMahon, and almost got into a physical altercation with 70-year-old Vince McMahon before WWE employees got in the middle of it. I know, him and, and, him and Vince have had some issues for a while now, because, was it uh, a while ago when he won the belt back? I know he had, uh, there was a video of him throwing the belt at That was Vince. at last year's WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. He, he threw the belt at Vince, and Vince screams asshole at him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think 
So basically, from everything I'm reading, is that there's a lot of potential for Brock's contracts to be bought out and be done. I'd, I'd be perfectly okay with that. I think that that's a great idea. He doesn't add anything to the product. No, he's he not a draw. He's, We've proven no. that. He, he, he doesn't bring anything to the product physically anymore. He just suplexes people. Yeah, he doesn't... Which is popular with the crowd at the time, but they're not looking for... They, All we're doing is counting how many suplexes he does. Right, right. And, um, you know, frankly, I hope he's done. The only thing he brings to the product with him is Paul Heyman. And yeah. Paul Heyman could do that for anybody. Paul Heyman could make somebody. Paul Heyman could be teamed up with Luke Harper, and all of a sudden Luke Harper would be a damn superstar. Yeah. Like, superstar, superstar. Next level stuff. I love Paul Heyman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, probably one of my favorite shoot promos of all time is him at One Night Stand. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Like you said, anybody that Paul Heyman works with, he will build up to... Yep. That's why everyone was so excited when he got teamed up with Cesaro, and then just two weeks later, it was like, nope, yeah, not there, not there. Would, All right, I'd be curious to see how he would work with like a, a women wrestler. He was supposed to go in with Ronda. It was supposed to be like a Ronda Brock stable, and then Brock didn't want to do more TV time. So, well, and Ronda's gone now. Too. <laughs> say that ain't gonna happen. Yep, yep. Maybe a Sandra Blaze. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. He's a big fan of Medusa. Maybe he'll go to the NWA with her. All right. So, <laughs> apparently, the Superstar Shake-Up, even though it was only advertised as two days long. It's been about three weeks now. <laughs> it's, been, it's a good three-week-long process here. So, in our last podcast, we talked about the, the back and forth of how people have been moved to Raw or SmackDown and then pushed back to their original yeah. brand or last-second moves have been made. Well, apparently, this week, the end of the week this week, we saw one other move happen, and that is the B-Team moving to SmackDown Live to help fill out their now decimated, totally decimated <laughs> tag, team, tag division. team division. Listen, everyone calls the B-Team the job squad, the, you know, the new job squad, and, and they're calling them jobbers. And I just... I don't know. I don't agree with that. No. I think they did that, hold the belts for a while. Yeah. It's not like right. I, I think that they have the potential to be really good if they're pushed the right way. WWE hasn't pushed see, anybody the right way in no. the tag team division. I see I see them years, in the same but, light as I see Ryder and Hawkins. Yep. It's not like they're they're not jobbers, but they're not like that huge tag team like right. the, the Usos or you know like even the new like the New Day and stuff like that. Right. Right. Yeah, I think that we need to um I think that we need to see the B team used and utilized on SmackDown Live. Yeah. Um, you know, man, I, I really miss the, the the golden days of tag team wrestling. At the early, you know, the early two thousands, we had the. I love tag team wrestling, but apparently Vince does not. Yeah, I know we had World's Greatest Tag Team and yeah. Los Carreros, and it was just it was a beautiful time. Um, <laughs> so, despite rumors that Dolph Ziggler is gone, right? They're just letting him ride it out in the sunset. He did a another interview segment with Chris Van Vliet. Um, and Chris does a, a bunch. He, he works his tail off. He goes from show to work to show. And um, he, he really works hard to go, get around and do all these interviews. And this time, Ziggler was actually interviewing him. But they talked a little bit beforehand hmm. about... Um, about Dolph's hiatus and why he showed up at the Royal Rumble after he told everybody that he wasn't booked. And yada. So I guess, first of all, for the Royal Rumble, 
why he sh- why he he did pop up as a surprise entrant. Um, he was in town to do a comedy show, and WWE had somebody hmm. bail on them the day before, and Dolph got the call said, "Hey, we need you to come and work the Royal Rumble match." And so that's how they got Dolph in there. And he went straight as soon as he got eliminated. He went to the back, got changed, and took an Uber to, to his, his comedy, comedy show. show. Yeah. I'm kind of curious as to how good of a stand-up comic he is now. Yeah. <laughs> we could definitely take a look into that yeah. for sure. Um, but apparently, you know, we all saw, uh, you know, I think it was last year, maybe a year and a half ago, where his contract was up. And yeah, people were really worried whether or not he was going to be part of it anymore. Or... Yeah, every, every, everybody was, there were rumors that he was going to this brand or right. this, this company, this company, that right. company. Now right. AEW, they're really... Right, exactly. But I guess in his contract, he has a planned vacation during this time. Okay. So this is a planned hiatus. So according to Dolph, he will be back on WWE programming at some point. Maybe um, him and Finn? Ooh, that could be fun. That could be very fun. All right, so more news. More news. <laughs> the Viking Raiders of War experience. <laughs> I don't know. They got so many names now. Who knows at this point? They're getting another one. It's, it's a possibility. <laughs> it 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 may have been a. There was a poll sent out from the WWE asking fans what they think of some of the new superstars in the, the superstar shakeup. And one of the the names on there were the Viking Warriors. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't. And this is after they've changed the name twice. Right. Like, they I, put the Viking Warriors down. Yeah, I can't, I can't, take, it, I can't take it seriously anymore. I think this, what's going to happen is these two guys who are exceptionally talented. Yeah. They are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Guys that big should not be able to move like that. I know. I know. And, and unfortunately, I think what's going to happen is these guys are going to become the gimmick guys. And their name is now going to yeah, change. Yeah, because they keep changing the name. If they the name is going to change all the time. They just stuck with the War Raiders. We wouldn't have this issue. Right. Right. Yeah, this is... Um, yeah, it's I no bueno. I don't know if it was a, a, a typo or if this is actually a new name. God, I hope it was a typo. So do I. God, I hope it was a typo. <laughs> you know. I'm, fi- like, I'm fine with the Viking Raiders. Yeah. Leave it the Viking Raiders or don't you know and don't change it again or go back to War Raiders and just be done. Yeah. Like stop it. Because there's still there's still the War Raiders on NXT. Which isn't confusing at all. No, it's not. <laughs> Jesus. Alright. Um whew, some new Japan news. Yeah. So on the G1 Supercard, Enzo and Big Cass hopped the rail and attacked, right, during during a during a tag team match. So, I did some reading into this. I did some, some looking into it. Apparently, the way this was originally booked was Enzo was going to hop the fence by himself, get one shot in on one guy. They were going to use it as clickbait, and the, the security was going to take him and run it off, and they were just going to use it as clickbait to get people to visit their website and their Facebook and their Twitter yeah. and yada, 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 right? Enzo invades Ring of Honor Supercard, right? <laughs> he decided that he and Cass were going to do this in order to try and get signed by Ring of Honor. And people aren't taking kindly to that. No. Um, I don't think people would. So, 
the latest here, though, is that Tamatanga has publicly on Twitter or Instagram, I think it was Instagram, yeah. called Enzo Amore a cancer in the professional wrestling industry. And, you know, of course, Enzo, who has to have the last word, decided to fire back. But, uh, you know, really, frankly, it's no bueno, man. It's no bueno. It's no good. I, I think that Enzo should just be blacklisted from professional wrestling. I was going to say, not for nothing, is, is Tamatanga wrong in saying that? No. I don't think he is either. No. As much as I've loved Enzo and Cass when they were in the WWE. Yep. The gimmick was good. Yeah. The characters were good. I, I've loved that, that, that character. But Enzo as a person? Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's not a good person. He's a worse rapper. <laughs> Do not waste your time listening to that track on YouTube. That's like three or four minutes of my life I'll never get back. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it's I watched a, the video of it too. Oh God. Um, God. <laughs> okay. So moving on because he's not worth our time. Um, apparently the money in the bank main event was supposed to be Kofi versus Brian too in a rematch for the title. Yeah. Brian's injury took that off the table obviously um but that also led to the ko heel turn apparently vince mcmahon's original idea was to have ko be the number two or three baby face behind roman reigns you mm-hmm. know what i read was kofi the, and roman well what i read was just behind roman because i don't think he's i still don't think he sees kofi as the number two guy or even well, the, or number one guy you know um but I think that yeah, Kevin was supposed to be the you know one of the top faces on SmackDown, and then Brian got hurt, and they said, "Well, crap! What heels do we have?" Yeah, you know, and uh, so they they said, "Well, listen, you can go back to being a heel now." And so they did the whole new day angle, which listen, I, I enjoyed the angle. I like Kevin Owens as a heel. Yeah, I, I think he's a better heel. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's there's some guys in this business that are just better as a heel. Yep, and I think Kevin Owens is one of them. Yep, I would whole. Hardly agree with that. So is Dolph Ziggler, by the way. He's a better yes. heel than he is a face. I, I think the Miz is too. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, and last but not least, I'm excited for this. Yeah, Andrade has officially challenged Finn Balor for the IC title, and uh, I haven't read anything about any kind of response yet. Have you? I haven't. Okay. Either. So I, I I hope hope that we get this as a match at Money in the Bank. And here's, yes. and here's my secondary hope for that that I, I didn't put in the notes. I really want it to be a ladder match. I really want it to be a ladder match. Andrade, Balor. There's so much stuff that they can do. Yep. All of that. They're, yep. they're both very athletic guys. Yep. Now, here's, here's, the, uh, here's the, the little moneymaker that I would like to see also happen there. I would like to see Finn turn heel. And I would like to do that by having Gallows and Anderson come out and help him retain. Reunite, reunite the club. Hmm. I don't think it'll happen. No. But that's like my heart Gall- of Gallows and Anderson already have one foot out the door to begin with. I know. But that could be like... Unless, you know, unless Vince comes to them and say, hey, this is what we want to, we want to do with you guys, and they agree to it. Right. I, I think Gallows and Anderson are... AEW bound. They're, yeah, they're 
They're just waiting for the the check to come in the mail, pretty much. Yeah, listen, and that that will probably happen, but I would love to see this happen before they run, you know? Okay, so um, the next segment of the show here, I'm just going to go through. I so I had the opportunity this week to uh, to watch an interview by, again by Chris Van Vliet uh, of Tony Khan, the uh, the owner of AEW, and it was actually a really fun interview. It was oh. it was well paced, it was well organized. Um, I have a little bit of qualm with it because, and we're going to talk about this in this segment. You, you know, you have all these guys that were signed by AEW yeah. this week, but. You know, one of the things on there that Tony said was, well, we're not too keen to keep hiring people. We want to highlight the talent that we have. This was like maybe a week ago, maybe yeah, maybe and so, two weeks since ago. Since then, they've, they've and, signed close to tw- like 24 people. Yep. Yep. What's that list, what's that list look like? What, who, so, who do we have signed right, so, so we got Shima, Kip Sabian, Brandon Cutler, Bea Priestley, Michael Nakazawa, Ace Romero, Hikaru Shida, Glacier, which is an interesting one. Why? <laughs> from, Why? From what I've heard, he's supposed to play like the, the quote-unquote Brock Lesnar role and not be on TV that much. Why? <laughs> no one can tell me why. Nope. Uh, Dar- Darby Allin, Brian Pillman Jr., Sadie Gibbs, Allie, uh, obviously, Dustin. Yes. Uh, Private Party. Peter Avalon. Leva Bates. Anthony Agogo, who is Ooh. the Olympic boxer. Yeah. Sunny Days. And then uh, the next few people are just part of their announced team and the, uh, uh, the backstage Inter- people. people. Yeah. Okay. So obviously we got Jim Ross, uh, Alex Marvis, Excalibur, Alicia Talt, and Justin Roberts. Ooh, yeah. Justin Roberts! <laughs> Is someone gonna choke him with a tie? <laughs> Is someone gonna choke him with a tie just for funsies? But yeah, that, that those are all the names that they've signed in the last like week and a half. That's. An impressive list, actually. It is. That's a, that I mean, is other a than very sure, but. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> AEW, I have a challenge for you. I would like to see you sign Simon Miller. Mm. Say yes. Yeah, why not? Why yeah. not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, quick summation of the interview with Tony Khan. Um, he has really, really high praise for Dustin. I don't know why it says nursery in these notes, but <laughs> but he, he, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he has <laughs> he has very, very high praise for Dustin and, and everything he's contributed over the last thirty years um, to the to the wrestling world. And obviously, Dustin has been a huge, huge grab for them with yeah, being yeah. The, in the main event of, uh, of Double, Double or Nothing, Nothing with Cody now. And the, the videos for that, if you have not seen the videos for that, for like the Dustin introduction video and the putting away of Goldust, go watch it. Yeah. If you are a wrestling fan and you've been watching Goldust for any time in the last 30 years, go watch it. Because A, Dustin Rhodes is so good. So good. Yeah. And and the, the saying goodbye to Goldust was just like a pull on uh, the heartstrings. Yeah, I know. Yep. Um, 
the so because Tony Khan is a fan of the ECW product, he was asked if they were going to go that ECW route at all, and he said, "We're going to be very edgy. We're going to push the limit, but we're not going to be ECW. We'll be we'll have shades of ECW in our product because we think it was true to the true to the the wrestling and brand. Being pretty much South Philly kids, it's that's like our heritage, pretty yep. much. Yep, absolutely. Uh, he kind of went over a five year plan for what." business is going to look like for AEW, so they want to build the brand, establish themselves as one of the top wrestling companies in the world. Which I, th- I think they'll, they'll do that right away. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, they are, they already have that Tuesday night TV slot, apparently. Well, it's TNT. not announced yet, but yes. Yes, I, you know. It's also supposed to be called Tuesday Night Dynamite. Tuesday Night Dynamite. Like Thursday Night Thunder. <laughs> um... They want to establish themselves as a top brand. They want to build the roster, which obviously they've done. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're definitely building the roster. I'll give them that. Um, and they want to be very sports-based. They want to really talk about wins and losses and that how that adds legitimacy to the product. And what they talked about a little bit, Chris brought it up. He's like, well, I have to ask the question, how, do, how can wins and losses matter if who's going to win is predetermined? And he said, well... You're going to see people that are picking up wins, meaning more to the product. Um, okay. So hopefully, that that helps with uh, with how that's going to work. And uh, they're going to have a, uh, almost UFC presentation of stats. Interesting. Um, so we're we're going to hopefully see something kind of like a, a hybrid of UFC pro wrestling in terms of how they present themselves as athletes and as competitors. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I think I think that'll make it interesting. Especially because you're seeing a lot of MMA people make that transition once they 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 hit that point in their MMA they career, career that right. they don't... They're once that punch winning. slows, Oof. once the punch slows, the puncher's chance goes down by drastic numbers. Because yeah, it seems like for mixed martial artists, at, at the end of your... Especially if you're in one of the bigger companies like the UFC or Bellator or stuff like that, if... Like, once you're done there, you have two options. You either go into professional wrestling, which has worked for plenty of people, or you go into this now bare-knuckle boxing thing that's starting to come up, and that's just nasty. Yeah, people getting mangled. Yeah. Um, I I think I'd rather go into pro wrestling and... Yeah, for sure. For sure. Not have CTE in three years. Right, I mean, look, it worked for for Ken Shamrock, and then just people just followed suit afterwards. I mean, Um, look at Matt Riddle. Yeah. Look at Matt Riddle. Yeah. Jesus, God, is that man <laughs> incredible. Um, all right, so continuing with the with the summation here, Tony has stated that he will not play an on-air character. I like that. I like it. I want him to stay away. Yeah. Um, they're working on setting up both a TV deal and a streaming service, a la WWE Network or GW I, Network. Yeah, I figured they would. Or uh, I, That kind of seems to, to be the, the trend now. Yep. Just everybody has their own yep. streaming site. Which we can talk about in, in another video because yeah. we have a lot to cover here today. But um, again, he said that they were not too keen about adding more talent, but here they are with 24 <laughs> signings. Um, he provided a very eloquent answer. So one of the questions that was asked of him was John Oliver's was a response to John Oliver's really harsh critique of WWE and how yeah. they handled their wrestlers. And um, Tony was very, very eloquent, very eloquent, where he kind of said, I can't comment on anyone else's product. I've never been backstage at a WWE show. I've never spoken to Vince McMahon. But what I will tell you is that my belief, personally, is that 
there's no need for a six-day work week for wrestlers. They can still work a reasonable amount and regularly and get paid well, but they don't need to be on the road six days a week. It's just it's not necessary. No. And um, mm. and I really I was really taken aback by that. He had a perfect opportunity to take a jab at WWE, and he didn't. He was like, nope, uh, not going to do that. You, you could tell that, that he was being baited for it. Yeah. And he said, nope, not going to do that. And that was that. I, I really appreciated that actually. Yeah, because you know if that was Vince, he would. Oh yeah, he Vince. He would have done everything. Fired. Yeah. He yeah. would have <laughs> pulled out a ten gun salute. Yeah. Um, so then he was asked what his favorite match ever was. And he's like, well, it's kind of hard to top Flair Steamboat, you know. And they were talking about how he has like an encyclopedic knowledge of wrestling. But then he did the gimmicky thing, which kind of took me <laughs> way down off of this really eloquent answer he gave for the John Oliver thing. And he started just spouting off matches of Chris Jericho's, you know, Chris Jericho <laughs> and Kenny Omega. And I was like, come on, man. You got to push your product a little bit, though. I, I get it, but it was like five minutes long. Oh. Well, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, that was really great, and now we're doing a rematch of that in America, and I think it's going to be huge. And Listen, man, just stop. <laughs> um, but then he was asked about Phil. He was asked about CM Punk. And, again, this was a very eloquent answer. It was very well put together. I think that they probably said, hey, I'm going to ask you about Punk. You should think about your answer. <laughs> and... Uh, and so they said, basically what he said was, we'd love to have CM Punk. Um, I'm sure everybody would. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not Vince. Um, I think Vince would love to have him back too. No, I don't know. He's, I don't know. But anyway, he said, but we don't know that the person that was under that mask was Phil. Yes, we do. Look at the hoodies. Yeah. Look at the GTS. Look at the, the build of the man. That was CM Punk. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, we don't know that was Phil. And but he said, you know, I'm from I'm from Chicago. I'm from Chi Town, and and you know he's very very popular there, obviously. And that's kind of like how he left it. He didn't say yes, we're going after him, but he didn't say no, we're not. <laughs> and I can totally see them announcing this TV deal, and then saying, and our new headline star is CM yeah. Punk. I can totally see it happening. Um, I hope that it does. We talked about that in the last in the last show. I hope that he goes to AEW. You said that. I'm talking about that in the last, in the last episode, like I said, all they have to do is knock on his door and hand him a check. Yes, they write down a number. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. All right. So now we're going to get to the results portion of the program. Um, so we did a lot of watching. We did a lot of watching. Um, so I personally had the opportunity to watch uh, 205 Live. Uh, NXT UK and the Ring of Honor episode before the Crockett Cup this past weekend. And I watched, uh, I actually watched it a lot. I watched uh, 205 Live. I watched NXT, NXT UK. Um, and I also watched uh, Worlds Collide. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Very cool. Oh, I did watch the Worlds Collide, the, yeah. the women's edition. The women's of edition. Yeah. Um, so I gotta say, Drew Gulak, man. Hey, man, represent Philly, Philly. Philly. Yeah, Philly boy. His promo at the beginning of Two Hundred Five Live. I love his gimmick. It's I, awesome. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I think that he's so freaking talented, yeah. man. Um, I was. It was a great way to bring everybody up to speed on Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah. I know that people don't watch it. Um, so it was a great way for anyone who was watching just to, to to kind of rein them in real quick and hook them. 
And then they went right to his match with Humberto Carrillo, which was... Oh, man, that was incredible. It was awesome. It was just a great match. Um, you know, and then after the match, they had this Jack Gallagher promo yeah. to remind us that we have another mustache in the WWE. Yeah. You know, and that, and that he is coming after Drew Gulak as well. And I'm sitting there going, damn. <laughs> they just gave 22 minutes of a 55-minute show in some fashion to Drew. To Drew Gulak. Yeah. I think he's your next Cruiserweight champion. Uh, I know they've been pushing Davari and Davari hasn't lost. Davari's looked really good in 2019. Oh my gosh. He's looked so good. But I, I don't think that he beats Tony Nese. I think Drew Gulak beats Tony Nese. I think he... Beats. I think. I think he and Gallagher have a little program. He beats. He beats Jack Gallagher, and then he gets ejected into the title picture. I think he has to. He's just. He's so talented. Yeah, they're they're pushing him. I mean, he like you said, twenty two minutes. Well, and, and the other, had something to do with Drew Gulak. Yeah, yeah. They're obviously investing the time on in, the time into him. Um, and not for nothing, Humberto Carrillo was oh fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Like, I, I said, I, I forget whether it was uh, the last episode or the episode before that that we taped um, where I said that the 205 product, just they don't give me a reason to care about it. Um, Apparently they were listening to you. <laughs> Maybe they were. I mean, but listen, they still aren't going to give me a reason to care about it. Yeah. Because they're still going to put the Cruiserweight Championship on the pre-show. On the, yeah, it's, it's going to be on the pre-show. You know, but yeah, man. Um, Which is unfortunate for them because they're obviously they're showing that they can have a good product. Yes. Yes. Just give them the chance. Yeah. Um, but there are downsides, like Only's promo. It was well, bad. Well, not just that. There, there was also the... I mean, that and the uh, the, the backstage segment. With Mike and Alice? Yeah. I actually was, didn't mind the, the backstage segment as far as Mike and Maria Canales went. I thought that they did great. And I think... Brian, Brian Kendrick was... Brian odd. Kendrick was... Very odd. It was yeah. like, I'm just a distraction. Aha! And then Tazawa comes in and wrecks house. I mean, I, mean I, I really like Tazawa. I really like Mike Canales, as I've been very vocal about. Yeah. Um, I really like Brian Kedrick, to be honest yeah. with you. I, I've just, always been a fan of There was just an odd, like... It was odd writing. Yeah. It was odd writing where these guys... Um, they just didn't do what they needed to do. Drake, to Drake Maverick it. seemed like he, he was just there. Yes. Yes. Well, thank God he wasn't pissing himself. But, well. <laughs> you know, um, listen, I'm a huge Mike Canales fan. I think that he and Maria did an okay job in this segment. I don't think yeah. they're to blame for the segment. Um, I think that Tazawa sold the, the rage and his attack. I think yeah. that was fine. I think Brian Kedrick did the best he could with what he was given. Yeah. That, that was just odd. It was just oddly written. The, um, that's the writing in general for anything lately has been really odd. Although Davari's promo. Yes. Was amazing. Yeah, it was impassioned. It was delivered. It was. It, it made a connection to the audience. Whereas Only's promo was like, "I'm gonna prove ah. why I, why I deserve to be the number one contender." Yeah, there's like nothing. No to one it. will hold me back. It was just weird. come with me yeah. if you want to live. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, but do you want? Did he want to be the number one contender? I don't know, man. But he was in a match for it later that night, and uh, so then Davari versus Only. I mean, 
I thought it was who, what came first, the chicken or the egg? You know, does the crowd being dead when these entrances happened for Tony Nese and Davari and only they, they all came out, the crowd was dead. Yeah. Now, they do these, these shows for 205 Live after a two hour SmackDown. So I think that they need to think about going back to the Heat format when they mm-hmm. taped Sunday Night Heat and they taped it an hour, you know, in the hour before Monday Night Raw or whatever, and you paid an extra five bucks to be there for that show or ten bucks to be there for that show. I think that they need to go back to a system that's similar to that, maybe without paying the money for it, but yeah. go back to a system that's similar to that so that the crowd is hotter for these guys that are lesser known yeah. because the crowd needs to be energetic for them. And we saw that at WrestleMania. The crowd was dead for the main event. Yeah. I mean, it was just because it was late. Right? Yeah. And I think the same thing is happening to 205 Live. Which um, is, it's unfortunate. It is. It is. The match was... Because um, it's like with, with the crowd not being in it... it it doesn't. It takes away from the performance of the guys. Right, it makes I, it a I think, little boring. Right, and that's why that was my comment about the chicken and the egg. Does it? Does the crowd's energy being down take that much away from the performers' willingness to give one hundred and ten percent? I yeah. think it does. I mean, you and I are both competitors as martial artists, and you know when we have people watching our form or watching our fight, you know we tend to get a little more energized and a little yeah. bit more into what we're doing and I think that the same thing happens I mean I'm a musician I've been a musician my whole life I'm a music teacher the same thing happens to me when I'm performing musically if people are into it I'm into it if they're not I'm like okay I'm going to just walk off stage now you know and so that's that's the thing and I mean when I say that nobody cared about Tony Nese being there at all I mean I mean not a soul I mean you could have heard a pin drop if his music wasn't on it was awful and um you know, but at the end of the day, we're getting we're getting Tony Nese versus Davari for the sh- for the championship, and I think that that will probably be our pre-show match for Money yeah. in the Bank. Um, so that's that was that was that. Um, so I have I have notes on NXT. Okay. So they started with the uh, Forgotten Sons, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, those guys are. Awesome. Oh, my God. They're incredible. I, I hope that they change nothing about them when they come to the main roster. Well, pfft. It's not going to happen. Good luck. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I really do. I hope that they change absolutely nothing. Uh, I forget. I should have wrote down uh, the guy's name. I completely forget. I'm completely blanking on his name now. Uh, it was one of their one of their guys versus – I don't even remember who it was. I'm terrible at this apparently. But well, terrible the, might not be the word, but you might <laughs> want to jump off the Commodore Barry later. I'm just well, saying. <laughs> I'm just completely blanking on everything. That's okay. But um, was it, I mean, the, was match it was solid, match? the match was solid. Mm-hmm. And it ended as oh, um, he fought Umberto Carrillo. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the match ended as a double countout because they were outside of the ring, and he was just beating. The crap out of Carrillo. Ooh, I'm sure that sold too. I'm sure that sold. Oh, it did. It definitely like a did. Million bucks. Oh, it did. Those guys are so good. Imagine oh, if those guys had been with Taker during the Dead Man Inc. days. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But then after, after that match, it cut to a a backstage promo where Adam Cole was doing a photo shoot. and they're asking him about uh, the whole because later in the night. Um, it's Gargano versus Roderick Strong mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. NXT Championship. So they're asking about that, and Adam Cole seemed a little bit slighted by Johnny Gargano by not getting 
a rematch <laughs> and him giving Strong the shot at the title. And at the end of that, Matt Riddle was was the next one to take his opportunity for the uh, the photo shoot. And Matt Riddle was like, in Matt Riddle fashion, he was like, "Bro, what's your issue?" <laughs> I love Matt Riddle. I. It, Complete, I wrote down in a completely platonic sense, but I love Matt Riddle. <laughs> I wrote down that maybe the feud will be Adam Cole and Matt Riddle, but with the way that it uh, it panned out later in the night, I, I think I know where it's going to go. Okay, and I'll get to that. Uh, next was a women's tag match. It was pretty much the NXT has like their Iconics 2.0. Now I don't I don't remember their names right, but the the same type of like right we're yeah. gimmick yeah. quote unquote. But it, uh, they were te- they were against Candice LeRae and Casey Catanzaro. Casey Catanzaro, <laughs> you're my spirit animal. <laughs> Casey's development this song has come so far. Oh my gosh, she's so good. I know, I know. She <laughs> she. These clips that are coming out of her on Twitter and on YouTube, it's just like amazing. I mean, she has that gymnast background. Yeah. She is fearless. I mean, she did all that stuff in American Ninja Warrior. Um, she's just, she's absolutely incredible. I cannot wait, cannot wait until she comes up to the main roster. There was a, a spot in the match where the, the Iconics 2.0 had her to do um, a tattoo. A tag team suplex, and they went back. And as they they go back, Casey lands on her feet and does a double neck breaker to them. Oh, she's so limber and that the, she can do yeah. that. That's and awesome. at that at that point, she made the hot tag to cancel Ray, and then it went it went from there. That's awesome. It was it was a really good match. That's awesome. Um, I want to see I want to see that tag team pushed. Yeah. I'd like to see. Yeah, I would like to see where that goes. I would like to see because obviously the Iconics, or with the the women's tag belts, they can go wherever from from what we've seen. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we were told is that they were going to be defending all three brands. So I I would so, love to see yeah. those guys get a shot at the belts. I think that they've been just, they've been incredibly good these last two weeks, and and let's see if they can sustain it. Yeah. But yeah, that's awesome. After that was a backstage interview with Io Shirai. Okay. Who is, um, I believe she's feuding with Shayna Baszler right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And personally, Shayna Baszler is my favorite women's wrestler in the WWE. Probably in all of wrestling right now. I think she is the best heel that the brand has. And that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. I know that's saying a lot. But I think she's the best heel that they have. You think she's better than Adam Cole? Yes, I, I really do. I, okay. I've been I've been saying that she needed to be to be pushed up to the main roster for a while, and they pushed mm-hmm. up. I'm I'm not taking away anything from Kyrie Sane because I love Kyrie Sane, mm-hmm. but I think it should have been Shayna. I don't know what their their plan. Uh, I think the only thing holding back Shayna right now. Are the two other of the the horsewomen uh, mm-hmm. from her and Rhonda? It's Jessamyn Duke and I can't remember the other one's name. Yeah, but I think that's the only thing holding them back because they, they haven't. Uh, those two haven't done anything in ring yet. Right, right. 
And yeah, I, think, maybe. I think they want to keep that going. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, I that would sta- agree. They want to keep that stable together, and that, that's to me that's the only thing holding Baszler back right now from being yeah. the star that she can be. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that statement. I would agree with that statement. After that was another uh, backstage promo with William Regal talking about Kushida, who, the, mm-hmm. who they've signed. Yes. And he is making his Very debut excited. next. He's making his debut next week on NXT. And Ooh, we're gonna have a big topic. Cassius Ono came in and said, "I'm, uh, I've, I know that Japanese style of wrestling. Give me the shot." Ooh. And William Regal said, "Fine." Ooh. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I think like, that's going to be a very stiff match. It's going to be a very <laughs> stiff match. And I listen. I've been a fan of that for a very long time. I was a huge fan of Bob Holly, um, you know, and he literally, literally knocked people unconscious in the ring and then kept the match going. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That is. I'm, ex- awesome. I'm excited for that. That's awesome. After that, we had the War Raiders versus the the Street Profits. And I it's... love the Street Profits. <laughs> Their little segments that they post on Twitter from yeah. the WWE, from WWE, where it's like, <laughs> "Man, I know you stole my stole my CD player. Who uses a CD player?" <laughs> they're just they're so funny. They're so good. I love the Street Profits. Anyway, continue. So, at the the start of the match, obviously, um, Street Profits their their entrance is first. So they're they're in the ring waiting for the for the War Raiders, and the War Raiders are going through their. Their entrance because they are the War Raiders on NXT, and after they they put the belts down, and as they start to walk into or walk down the ramp, one of the guys from the Street Profits suicide dives on top of them, and it, it starts right there. That it, it doesn't even like awesome. And then w- once they get into the ring, it, it's all it's all in from there. That's awesome. It was a really good. I'm match. gonna have to go back and watch it. Yeah, you have to. You have to I have watch to go that. back and watch it. The War Raiders retained. So they're having to pull double duty for a little while. Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess once they figure out a, a name a for the, name one, the for main the roster. Because <laughs> who knows? Next week, the war experience. <laughs> so then after after that tag match was the the main event for the night, which was Gargano versus Roderick Strong. Okay. Give me the cliff notes. They're, it's Gargano and Strong. It's going to be a good match no matter what. Yeah. So... I'm, it's very back and forth. Uh, Gargano starts to gain a little bit of an edge, and out comes the cavalry for Roger Strong. Out, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and all, and all, the whole undisputed era is out there. Mm-hmm. Out comes Matt Riddle mm. to to Make give to give Gargano some backup. The match is still going on. Undisputed Era hasn't gotten in the ring at all. They've they've distracted Gargano a couple times, but they haven't done anything to get Strong disqualified. Okay. Adam Cole's up on the apron, trying to or distracting Gargano. Gargano, and Gargano knocks him off the apron, and Riddle turns around, hits him. Uh, Roderick Strong is now by the ropes, and apparently, I don't know what his plan was. I guess he was gonna, he was wondering why Adam Cole and them were out there, mm-hmm. and reaches down to grab Adam Cole, and Adam Cole, thinking it's Gargano, kicks Strong in the head. Ooh! And Gargano wins. Ooh! 
So I'm seeing a fatal four-way. What I'm seeing is Roderick Strong leaving the Undisputed Era. I agree. Could be a face turn for him. Possibly. But at the at the end of the match, uh, the, the Cole and the rest of the Undisputed Era get in the ring, and they're they're hashing out their issues, and Roderick Strong says, look, we'll, we'll, we'll get this figured out in the back, and they they head to the back, and that's how the show ends. Okay. But to, to me, I see Gargano, Strong, and Riddle versus the Undisputed Era. Hmm. I am intrigued. So am I. I am intrigued. <laughs> I... Hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so the next show that I think we, we should talk about would be Worlds Collide. Well, at least in my notes, is NXT UK. You have NXT UK next? Yeah. All right. I will, I will make the, the long trek down here to NXT UK. Lucero um, <laughs> versus Cassius Ono. Oh, no. It was too long. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it was. It was not. It was not it, good. It's what, an, not even an hour long show? Yeah. And there was what, like 15 minutes? Yeah. Now, here's the thing it was entertaining. And Liguero is super talented. Mm-hmm. Super talented. I think the match went too long. And I think that. I got bored, honestly. I was bored at the beginning. I thought it was slow to start. But once it came about I was okay with it um, it felt clumsy is the, is the language that I used in my notes here it felt clumsy to start but during this match I heard for the second time in as many days on the on the WWE network commentators say it's all about wins and losses is it though <laughs> I think that that is a shot at AEW. I think that Vince is telling them to, to focus on wins and losses as a means to counteract AEW's wins and losses promotion. Take away a promotional material from them. Interesting. Um, Tony Storm came out and did a, a promo next. Which I thought was short, sweet, to the point, kept her present on TV, and it was very effective. I, sh- I think she's fantastic. I, I love Tony Storm. <laughs> But also, don't, don't tell your girlfriend that. <laughs> you know. But also, on Tony Storm's way out, not not even before Kaylee she Ray. got to the to the back, Kaylee Ray came out. Kaylee Ray came out, and she was and like, you, "You kind of forgot yeah, about me." Because Tony Storm kind of went. She she taught, She called out uh, Ray Ripley, yeah. and I think she called out Piper Niven. Yep. Yep. And obviously, and then Kaylee Ray comes out and is like, yeah. "What about me? What about me?" And then um, she had a match with Zia Lee. And listen, I, I, again, Will and I are both martial artists. And Zia Lee's kicks <laughs> are Whoa. beautiful. Whoa. My God, they are beautiful. And <laughs> we're I, take, co- I wish I could kick that good. Right. Like we're, we're Korean martial artists, and, and we know kicks. And those <laughs> kicks are beautiful. Um, as a martial artist, I really appreciate the martial arts demonstration she does as part of her yes. entrance. But... I think that if she's going to maintain doing something along those lines, it needs to get shorter. I think the crowd dies watching her do that yeah, as bit. part of an entrance every single week. Um, 
you know, think think about Shawn Michaels, think about Diesel, think about Triple H. They all had a little something at the beginning of their at the beginning of their entrance that made them unique. You know, yeah. with with Kevin Nash, it was the you know the rising fist or the rising NWO. You know, the Wolfpack. For Triple H, it's the spitting the water. For Shawn Michaels, it was the flex. Yeah, you know, but that doesn't take a lot of time, and so I think that, I don't want to see them. It's that way for a lot of people, right? And I think about it. I don't want to see anybody kill this person off because they're not getting crowd reactions because their entrance is too. Yeah, long. so I worry about that. But I gotta say, that at one point, she did a a roundhouse kick that missed. Oh yeah, and Kay- that Kaylee reducted it, and then Kaylee Kaylee Ray came back up and then she immediately followed it up with a with a wheel kick with a spinning mm-hmm. wheel kick holy <laughs> was that a beautiful wheel kick yeah it was it was one of the best I've seen as JR will call it, that spinning heel kick you know um, you know that's not what it's called JR that would be a wheel kick I, sometimes I wonder if you just couldn't pronounce a wheel I don't know I don't know We'll find out on AEW. We'll find out on, on AEW. Tuesday nights, apparently. Tuesday, Tuesday night, or is it Tuesday night dynamite? Yeah, <laughs> Tuesday night dynamite. Um, all right. So then we got to Mark Andrews and Morgan Webster versus Mustache Mountain. It was slow. It was. It was an okay match, um, but it lost the crowd over and over again. Like it they did, would be yeah, in the first was... spot, and they're like, eh, okay. And yeah. yeah, so I kind of feel like that's um, that was how the match was just taken in general. Um, and that was the main event. Yeah, the, you know? the, they kind of just ended from there. Right. Uh, then we got Worlds Collide. Yeah. Worlds Collide was the women's division this week, and we got Candice LeRae versus Kaylee Ray. Yeah, that um, was a little confusing. Yes, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, Kaylee Ray is very stiff. Yeah. My God, is she stiff in the ring. Um, however, I got to tell you, Candice... Impressed the crap out of me in this match. Those lion salts. Oh my god. Beautiful. Picture perfect. Absolutely picture perfect. And she did this tilt the world, you know, kind of like people do the tilt, tilt the world Hunican Rana yeah. and the Frankensteiners. She did this tilt the world abdominal stretch on Kaylee Ray and then was kneeing her in the face with yeah. the leg that was dangling. And it was just gorgeous it was beautiful and it looked effective and it looked like it mattered and that's what we don't get enough of from submissions in the wwe especially by younger talent Mm -hmm. and that's what we need more of um but that was just that that was a fun match it was beautiful it worked well kudos to both those women they did a great job Zelina Vega versus Piper Niven. Piper Niven. I this whole match, I was like, all right, so they're building up Zelina. Okay, so they're building up Zelina. Yeah. Okay, so they're building up Zelina. She was dominant, which is good. They made her look very, 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 very strong. And then Piper Niven just went, ha ha, win. Yeah. Like, okay. The one, the one spot that I that I thought was very impressive from Zelina Vega was she had Piper on the ropes. Mm-hmm. And she went and did like she pretty much did the six one nine, but she caught her in a submission. Yeah, I th- that was incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely, it was. And uh, I was just, the match kind of felt like it was like Zelina Vega is very very dominant, but so is, but Piper never won, right? And there were timing issues in this match. There were. That, that, that drove me a little bit nuts. But that's okay. They will continue to improve. And then we got EO 
versus Sonia. Um, those those palm strike chops where she was like, <laughs> those things were vicious. I mean, I, I'm sitting there going, holy shit, that has to hurt. Like, the oh only, my God. The, the only thing I didn't like about that match mm-hmm. was the ending. Yeah. I thought it wasn't, there was just an odd way to end that match. Yeah, I agree. Like, so, Tony DeVille got a, a double leg takedown and pinned her. Yep. Like the, they're the trying time. to, I think they're trying to make finishes a little bit more, a little bit less predictable. Well, like, does Sony not have, like, a quote unquote finisher? <sighs> I don't know. Because, like, the one thing into. I wanted to see from EO was the moonsault. Right. And I kind of got that. Kind of. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the main event. The main event. Listen, the main event match was good. The crowd was firmly behind Storm. Behind Tony it was, Storm. It was a triple threat with yeah. uh, Bianca, Bianca Sinclair and Tony Storm and Nikki Cross. Um, <laughs> Nikki Cross is great. I love Nikki Cross. <laughs> Here's my thing. We have this Worlds Collide thing. It's supposed to be just about talent competing with talent from other brands. Why are we putting a championship on the line? Yeah, I kind of knew that Tony Storm was going to win that match. Exactly. No what. Exactly. And, and so that made it less important to me. Um, but it was a great match, and, and the gals did a great job with really high they, – they really brought the crowd energy. Yeah. They, they took everything that was left from that crowd and really uh, – Nikki, really Nikki was all over the place in that match. <sighs> You're not kidding. You're not kidding. <laughs> um, all right, then we got Ring of Honor. Um, so I had the opportunity to watch the Ring of Honor show before the Crockett Cup here. Um, I did not because I was still recovering from Endgame. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm not talking about Crockett Cup itself. I'm well, talking about the, the Ring of Honor episode before Crockett Cup here. Um, and so this is my first time watching Ring of Honor in quite some time. Typically with Ring of Honor, I'll read results on WrestleZone or I'll yeah. watch on What Culture or whatever. I usually what – I, what I would do was watch those like 10 to 15-minute like highlight Recap videos. Shows. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so this is my first time watching, sitting down and watching a Ring of Honor product in a long time. Like we're talking about like Samoa Joe, CM Punk days, a long yeah. time. Um, it's a decent TV product it, where the matches are given a, long, a good enough, long enough time for the wrestlers to really do some work. Um, there was lots of promotion for Crockett Cup, um, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, the first two matches were good. The crowd enjoyed the show, but here, here's my. Again, crowd energy level. The crowd just was not into the show. And I don't know if Ring of Honor tapes like four weeks of TV in a row, like at the same taping. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with the product yet to to get there. But what I will tell you is that to me, this felt like it was like the fourth taping they were doing in the night and the crowd was just like dead. Mm -hmm. Really dead. Um, The matches were good and the crowd showed appreciation, but you could just tell like they're like, that was another great match. I need a beer. Like <laughs> that, that, that's really what it looked like. Um, however, the main event, PJ Black, who is former Nexus me- uh, member Justin Gabriel uh, versus Bandito. It was so good, Will. It was so good. Chain wrestling, lots of mat spots. The crowd really got into this match. Yeah. About halfway through it, Bandito did a top rope to the outside. Big splash. Um, and you know it was it was really good. It, it held up the kayfabe. You know, uh, PJ really showed respect for the mask and really tried. Like he was about to grab somebody. He was about to grab Bandito by the by the bottom of his mask to pull him up, and he was like, "Wait, I can't do that." And like yeah. he picked him up a different way. Um, 
Bandito's finisher is really kind of badass. It's called I think it's called the Twenty One Plex, and you have to watch it. It's like okay. a, it's like a springboard suplex. It's really cool. It's really cool. I really interesting. You, you need you need to go see it. Um, so Ring of Honor, you put out a decent product. It's only an hour show, okay. so it kind of fits along the lines of like a an NXT or an NXT UK in terms okay. of length. Um, you know, just like kind of like 205 Live, they only really have three matches, and um, they move forward from there. At the very end of the show, we get a Bully Ray sighting, and he put he put uh, uh, I don't know who it was, one of the women through a table backstage, and he was like, you know, I'm here, haha. Interesting. Yeah, Bully Bully Ray is there, and I, I was like, I, I was on Twitter, I was like, Bully Ray sighting. <laughs> um, really, really cool, really cool stuff to see him there. Um, and then we're gonna just, I'm just going to go through because Crockett Cup had a ton of matches on it because it was a tournament-style show. Yeah. So, um, first of all, they had an open spot in the tournament going into the, into the pay-per-view. So they had a battle royal to get the last spot. Royce Isaacs and Tom Latimer won that last spot. Uh, so then we had, for those of you that don't know, the Crockett Cup was a joint pay-per-view by the NWA um, and by Ring of Ring Honor. Of Honor. And it's an NWA pay-per-view. Okay. But Ring of Honor's there, right? So we had Flip Gordon and Bandito, who we just talked about from Ring yes. of Honor, um, versus Stuka Jr. Guerrero and Maya Jr. Um, Flip and Bandito moved on. Then we had Royce and Tom, who won the spots earlier, yes. against uh, Crimson and Jack Stain from the NWA. Royce and Tom move on. Hmm. Then we had the Rock and Roll Express from the NWA. Versus the Briscoe brothers. The Briscoes move on. Yeah. Then we had Villain Enterprises from Ring of Honor versus Satoshi Kojima and Yuji Nagata from Ring of Honor. Um, Villain Enterprises moves on. Then we get a break from the tournament for a little bit. And Medusa comes out to present the NXT Women's Championship. We talked about in the last NWA. episode. NWA, sorry. That's <laughs> an NXT. There's too many companies. Um <laughs> She comes out with the NWA Women's Championship. We talked last week. Jazz yeah, had to she had to drop she the dropped belt it and for whatever reason. Yeah, so I haven't gotten a real update on that. Um, but she comes out and says, "You know, I'm the original badass women's wrestling. Yada yada yada. I'm the bringer of chaos. Um, you know, and you know they made some comments. Oh, you could probably compete for the title right now. And you <laughs> know, this that the other thing. But um, they had this." What was apparently a brilliant match between Allison Kay and Santana Garrett, and Allison Kay won. She so she's your new NWA Women's Champion. Um, then we got into the semifinals of the tournament. So you had Flip and Bandito versus Royce and Tom. Royce and Tom moved on. Um, then he had Villain Enterprises and the Briscoes, and Villain Enterprises moved on via DQ. So I guess they all went out and they all had chairs to do a big chair spot, and then only the Briscoes got caught. And so then they got disqualified. Interesting. And so the Briscoes gave like a big screw you and did a snot rocket on the NWA thing in the middle of the ring and like stopped the snot and did it, you know. Um, So it's kind of like a screw you to the NWA. Then we had the NWA National Championship match, so another break from the tournament. And that was Willie Mack defending against Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana won. So he's your new NWA National Champion. Interesting. Um, James Storm comes out and says... You know, the NWA doesn't want me to have a championship because they don't like the way I dress and the way I act, but I'm just going to have to take a belt, so I'm coming for you. You know, so that's setting us up for our next feud there. And I'm fine with a James Storm feud because James Storm is beer money. (laughs) 
Um, so then we get to the finals of the tournament, and it was announced earlier this weekend that the the winners of the tournament would also be crowned the new NWA Tag Team Champions. Okay. So we had Villain Enterprises voices versus Royce and Tom, who got into the tournament earlier in the yeah. night. And Villain Enterprises won, and won, so they won the cup and the championship. And so those of you who don't know, the Crockett Cup was actually something that happened in the NWA years and years and years ago. Okay. And they were recently purchased by the guy from the Smashing Cup Pumpkins. Um, he was in the running to, to buy out Billy yeah. Corbin. Billy Corbin. Yeah. And um, so now he owns NWA yes. with a couple of partners. And he wanted to bring back this tournament, which I think was a brilliant mm-hmm. idea. It, you know, it highlights something that is you know, a deficit in, yeah. in the, the biggest promotion in the world right now. And so I thought that was uh, really fantastic. And then we got the, um, the championship match, which is being heralded and referred to by people all over Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. As one of the best matches they've ever seen. Not best matches in Ring of Honor, not one of the best matches in NWA, one of the best matches they've ever seen. That's a big statement. That is. Um, but that was Nick Aldis defending against Marty Skrull, and after what is described as a war, Nick Aldis retains the title. So he's still your NWA world champion. When had the. Go back and watch that. Though. Yeah, we have to go back yeah, yeah. and watch it. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, you know, to wrap up our show today, I have to give just a, a couple of quick shout outs to some people that really made my week and Will's week on Twitter this week. Yeah. Um, first of all, Legero. 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 Yeah. He is our first WWE superstar to A, follow back, <laughs> and B, tweet. Oh, I'm sorry. He was the first. He's not the first one to follow back. Um, he was the first one to tweet and then retweet us. So he retweeted us. I thanked him for it. Yeah. And then he replied. And you know what, man? Thank you're you. taking the time to do that for some schmucks like us yeah. who, you know, we're, we're just starting. We're, just, we're building. Yeah, up we're the just two guys that like wrestling. You know, that that's awesome. That really that made my week. And then it happened again <laughs> with Heath Slater. He's got one man band. He's got kids, man. He's got kids, man. And you know what? It was actually a, it was actually a, a tweet about one of his kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went to, I guess, a daddy-daughter dance. Oh, that's and, cool. Um, <laughs> and so he posted, you know, a picture of him and her together. And I was like, man, that's that's an awesome picture. That's a beautiful picture. And he tweeted back and said, thank you. And that that you cool. know, someone that, that that takes the time just to just say a, thank you, yeah, back, just to say thanks. You know, that that means so much to little people like us. Yeah, it means like an incredible <laughs> amount. And then our first two professional wrestlers to follow us on Twitter. Um, they're, you know, one of these guys uh, is from Canada, and one of them's an indie guy. So Matt Turner and uh, and Rob Stardom, you know, thank thank you guys so much for following us on Twitter. Thank you. It, it makes a huge difference to us to know that people that are in the industry are following our product, and uh, we're working hard to push that product out to to everyone. And so, um, you know, we want to make sure that we let you guys know any indie wrestlers who have product out there, t-shirts, hats, whatever. Yeah. If you guys send stuff to us, we will we'll display it. We'll, we'll wear it. We'll wear you it. Know. Um, we'll make sure we give you guys props for sending it out yep. to us. So if you guys want to send us a direct message on Twitter, um, message us on, on YouTube, um, you're certainly welcome to do that. And we will make sure that we will hook up with you and get what we need to get done done. Yeah. All right, guys. So this has been a, a pretty long podcast, but we, we had a lot to cover. We told you guys yeah. we'd be covering a lot. Um, we're going to look at formatting this so we can streamline it a little bit moving forward. But for now, he's Will. I'm Ted. And thank you for watching. Rewind.